your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 442 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, I wanted to continue our off-season series, our fun-filled off-season spectacular here, where we take a look at the best and worst-case scenarios for every single player on the New York Rangers. We have already covered what I believe will be the top four lines for the New York Rangers when it comes to the forwards. So we're done with the forwards, and we're going to move to the defensemen today. I think that as we've been doing this, doing three players per episode has worked really well. So what we're going to do today is take a look at what I think will be the top pairing for the Rangers, and then also one half of the second pairing. So we'll do three defensemen today. We will do three defensemen somewhere down the road in a future episode, likely later this week. But we will start today by looking at the best case and worst case scenarios for Ryan Lindgren, Adam Fox, and Ke'Andre Miller. And we'll do it in that order, and we'll start with Ryan Lindgren here. So Lindgren, uh, somebody who has kind of taken the Rangers by storm ever since really getting an opportunity with this team. Uh, He was behind several defensemen in the pecking order, or so it seemed. And when Lindgren got a chance, he took advantage of it, and he's become a mainstay in the New York Ranger lineup ever since, and deservedly so. He's been a fantastic player for the Rangers early in his career here. For his career in the NHL, of course, all these games are with the New York Rangers. He put in five games in 2018-2019, 60 games in 1920, and 51 games last season in 2020-2021. Uh, two goals in that time, 28 assists. He is a plus 30 overall. He has dished out 203 hits, and he has blocked 129 shots. And this past season, 51 games for the Rangers, one goal, 15 assists. So 16 points in 51 games, creeping up on almost a third of a point per game player. And he was a career best plus 20. His 15 assists were also a career best. And he had a career best, 19 minutes and 59 seconds of ice time per night, a career best, 98 hits, and 50 blocked shots. That was not quite as many as the season prior. But, you know, Ryan Lindgren, again, somebody that did not have a lot of buzz and fanfare when he was first trying out for the New York Rangers and, you know, trying to crack that roster and get onto the NHL team and make an impact. But he has become uh, just a pillar of what the Rangers are doing here, the, the entire rebuild, really. A worst-case scenario for Ryan Lindgren, that's pretty tough to come up with because he's one of those players on the Rangers that you pretty much know what you're going to get uh, night in and night out. I would say in a worst-case scenario, and this is a little bit out there, but I got to try to come up with something here, he doesn't quite live up to the contract extension that he got this offseason. Now, it's not to say he got this massive payday, but he got a pretty nice raise for himself, a three-year, $9 million deal to be exact, so that'll keep him with the Rangers for the next three seasons. Uh, Lindgren and the Rangers seem to get that done pretty quickly and pretty quietly this offseason, and Lindgren, as we just mentioned, will carry a cap hit of $3 million for all of the next three season. So I suppose in a worst case, maybe he just doesn't quite live up to that. Although I really got to admit, guys, I have a tough time seeing that. I think Ryan Lindgren will play uh, at least like a $3 million a year type of defenseman. And I think Lindgren is somebody who has really benefited from playing with Adam Fox. They're a very dynamic pair for this New York Ranger team. 
I think if there's a situation where maybe the two of them are split up, it could limit Lindgren's effectiveness a little bit. And there is a new coaching staff. It seems pretty certain that they're going to go into this season with Fox and Lindgren still pretty much joined at the hip and ready to play as the Ranger top pairing. But that stuff can always change. Uh, maybe somebody, uh, a left defenseman for the Rangers, steps it up and Gallant and company, they decide that they want to see what this player can do. Maybe it's Ke'Andre Miller. Maybe it's somebody we're not even thinking of. But they want to see what that player can do with Adam Fox on the top pairing. And if you drop Lindgren out of that role, uh, you know, maybe it could work against him a little bit. I don't think it would kill him because he's got a lot of things that don't slump. And we'll talk about that in a second. But one other thing for Ryan Lindgren that could happen, I guess, in a worst-case scenario is that he becomes a player. Look, he's a tough, physical, old-school player. But he becomes somebody that gets a reputation for crossing the line a little bit. In 2020... Uh, there were two plays for Ryan Lindgren that did not look all that great, and they happened within really two weeks of each other. Uh, but in January of 2020, Lindgren put a hit on Jonas Donskoy that was ruled unavoidable contact by the league, and you never know which direction the league's going to go in this. Sometimes I think they just play roulette, and you know they have different punishments on the roulette wheel, and that's what they give out. Uh, so you never really know how that's going to go. But basically, Lindgren just absolutely tattooed Donskoy, uh, laid him out, and it looked like a fairly clean hit. There was some head contact, but, you know, the league ruled that he didn't, you know, in intentionally target the head. And so he was not uh, disciplined by the league. Uh, but Nazem Kadri saw the hit and he basically attacked Lindgren and uh, Lindgren took a beating. He bled quite a bit there. So I guess in a worst case scenario, there could be a situation where he starts to gain a reputation fairly or unfairly as a dirty player. I think it would be unfairly. I don't think either of these two instances, the one that I just talked about and the one that I'm about to talk about, really crossed the line in any kind of a major way. Uh, but there was also an instance in uh, 2020, just a week or two after this, where Lindgren was fined $2,486.56. That very specific amount is the maximum allowed under the current CBA. Don't ask me where they came up with that number, but that's what it just so happens to be. Uh, Lindgren was fined this amount for a hit that he put on Jordan Eberle. Basically, the Islanders were on the power play. There was a scramble in front of the Ranger net, and it looked like Eberle had a really good chance to put the puck home, like on a rebound. And... Lindgren just blasted him from behind and sent Eberly face first into the post. So Eberly was shaken up for that. And uh, Lindgren did get a penalty on the play, I believe. But, you know, it, there was no further discipline from the league other than the fine. So, um, again, you know, I, I think it'd be completely unfair to label him a dirty player. But if there's a couple more instances like that, uh, it's possible the league could start to see him as somebody that they have to keep an eye out for and suspensions could follow. Uh, so, you know, I think that's something that could happen in a worst-case scenario. Again, you have to be creative when you're looking at a, a worst-case scenario for somebody who plays as consistently as Ryan Lindgren does. But we're going to talk about uh, what he could bring to the table in a best-case scenario in just a second here. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. 
And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by Get Upside. Hey, Ranger fans, this is John Chick with an incredible app for everyone who buys gas and needs to know about this. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code HOCKEY and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code HOCKEY. Best case scenario for Ryan Lindgren. I think in a best case... We see Ryan Lindgren become the Jeff Bukaboom to Adam Fox's Brian Leach. I will stand by what I said midway through the 2019-2020 season. And it was a little bit of a bold prediction at the time, but I think it's not quite as bold now that you've seen what these players can do, Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren, and how they've developed over these past couple of seasons. But they were just getting going in 2019-2020. I think this has a chance to be the absolute best New York Ranger defense pairing since the days of Brian Leach and Jeff Bukaboom. And I do not say that lightly. I understand there's been a lot of great Ranger defense pairings that have come and gone in the years since then. You know, Ryan McDonough and Dan Girardi certainly spring to mind, but I think they're that good. I mean, they're this good at such a young age. They complement each other tremendously. And I just think that in a perfect world, those two guys are with the New York Rangers for the next decade plus, and they continue to lead the way for this team and just continue to get better and better with every passing season. Uh, Something else that Ryan Lindgren obviously brings to the table and will continue to bring to the table is the physicality. You know, there's a lot of focus, and I've even been a little bit guilty of it myself. Everybody, you know, teams change in the offseason, and you bring in certain players to fill certain roles, and everybody's all consumed with, you know, the the shiny new toys, if you will. You know, I've been talking about, as recently as our last episode, I've been waxing poetic about guys like Sammy Blay and Ryan Reeves and how they can bring, you know, this new dimension of physicality to the Rangers, and they can. And, you know, it definitely makes sense to talk about that, given that they are the new faces in the room. But let's not forget about some of these guys that are already here that already bring physicality night in and night out. Guys like Ryan Lindgren and Jacob Truba certainly spring to mind. And Lindgren can continue to be somebody who sets a tone for this New York Ranger team night in and night out just with the physical style that he plays. If he gets a chance, he's going to lay out. And we don't want it to be dirty. And I don't think Ryan Lindgren is a dirty player. Like I mentioned in our last section, you know, he had those two questionable moments in 2020 within just a couple of weeks of each other. But Ryan Lindgren is just an old school, hard-nosed, tough player. Somebody that, you know, is going to stand up for his teammates out there and somebody that's going to play physical every single night. I think in a best case scenario, he'll continue to uh, be a thorn in the side of Brad Marchand. Those two have kind of had a little bit of a side rivalry going on over the years. And Marchand, I mean, we may not like him, but he is one of the best players in the NHL. And in a best case scenario, Ryan Lindgren is up to the task of shutting down Brad Marchand whenever the Rangers play the Bruins and maybe even getting in his head a little bit. You know, Brad Marchand is one of the ultimate masters of getting into his opponent's head. But, uh, you know, Ryan Lindgren can play that game a little bit back with with Brad Marchand anytime that the Rangers play these the uh, Bruins for this season and all the coming seasons. I think also in a best-case scenario, you see Ryan Lindgren continue to be a huge part of the Ranger penalty kill unit. The penalty kill was the strength of this team this last season. Lindgren certainly contributed in that area. I think in a best case, Ryan Lindgren also continues to be a go-to defenseman for this New York Ranger team. You got a situation where the Rangers are leading by a goal with a minute or so left, and you've got a face-off coming in the defensive zone. I think Ryan Lindgren is one of the guys that you went out there on the ice. I think he's out there with Adam Fox, and they're doing everything they can to prevent the equalizer from being scored. We've seen him play this role recently in recent seasons. I know there's a new coaching staff now, but I would imagine that he's got the inside track for having that kind of a role and being out there on the ice You know, when the game is on the line, at least when the Rangers are 
are winning. If, if the Rangers are down by a goal, there's probably other guys you would look to put out there. But I think at least in a situation where the Rangers are trailing by a goal, you'll see Ryan Lindgren out there playing uh, in some really clutch moments for this team. And I think finally, in a best case for Ryan Lindgren, we will see him add a little bit more offense to his game. Uh, Lindgren, you know, I mentioned this uh, when we were going over his stats throughout his career and throughout this past season with the Rangers, but I think in a best case, you could see Ryan Lindgren become like a third of a point per game type player. I wouldn't push it too much further than that. Um, but, you know, he had 16 points in 51 games last season. He had a stretch. I forget how many games it was. I have to go back and look. But he, you know, basically was getting an assist per night for a while. He had a pretty long uh, point streak going on there. So, yeah, I think in a best case, you know, he continues to benefit from playing with Adam Fox. That'll help him get onto the score sheet, certainly. You know, maybe gets a couple of secondary assists. There could be a situation where Lindgren just moves the puck across the blue line to Fox. Fox passes in deep, and, you know, Panarin tips it in from the doorstep, whatever it might be. But I think in a best case, you will continue to see Ryan Lindgren at offense. It's not going to be his calling card, but it is something that I think he can definitely uh, deliver to this Ranger team, at least in limited amounts. And we will now turn our attention to Adam Fox. Fox is heading into his third season with the Rangers. Just an absolutely fantastic campaign this past year, 2020-21. Won the Norris Trophy in a uh, pretty heated race there with uh, Victor Hedman as well as Kale McCarr. And in his Ranger career, 125 games, 13 goals, 76 assists, 89 points. He has also blocked 194 shots and dished out 58 hits. And last season, we'll kind of hone in on that since that's the one where he won the Norris. He played 55 out of a possible 56 games for this Ranger team, scoring five goals, picking up 42 assists. Good for 42 points. He was a plus 19 overall. He's a plus 41 for his career. I forgot to mention that as well. And uh, also last season, 23 hits and 102 block shots. So a worst case scenario, I'm not going to talk for too long here. I don't really, I can't really come up with anything as far as a worst case scenario for Adam Fox. I guess maybe there's could be a situation where he's not a finalist for the Norris Trophy at the end of the season. I mean, there are only three nominees, so it's possible that, you know, Kale McCarr has a better season than Fox. It's possible that somebody like Victor Hedman has a better season than Fox, but if that's a worst-case scenario, him just not being a top-three defenseman, then I don't think we have really a whole lot to worry about. Um, I guess maybe in a worst case, Fox continues to be an excellent defenseman for the rest of his career, but maybe this past season that just concluded is the absolute best fo best season, excuse me, that Adam Fox will ever have. It's possible he never wins another Norris. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, and it's obviously tremendously impressive that he did it in just his second year in the league. So like I said, I'm not going to talk too much for worst case scenarios for Adam Fox, because I, I just don't see how it can happen. I, I don't see how, you know, Adam Fox is going to like tremendously regress this season. He's been a fantastic player ever since he made his debut. And I think he'll continue to do that. And that leads us pretty nicely into our best case scenarios for Adam Fox, which I will talk about in just a second. But first, I want to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. 
Today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse just so happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore to use their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And so like I was just talking about just a second ago, let's have some fun here and get to the good stuff, the best case scenarios for Adam Fox. I think in a best case scenario, Fox is just at the very beginning of his own personal dynasty. And what I mean by that is it would be his own dynasty of winning Norris Trophy after Norris Trophy after Norris Trophy. Look, it is not easy to do. Winning one Norris Trophy is absolutely fantastic and and something to marvel at. But if Adam Fox continues on the path that he's on and and he continues to play stellar defense, continues to rack up points, continues to play crucial minutes uh, at even strength on the power play, on the penalty kill, then yes, I mean, Adam Fox could very well be the best defenseman in hockey for the foreseeable future. I mean, throw out as many years as you want to throw out. I think that something that also works in his favor as far as potentially winning more Norris trophies, him and Kale McCarr are about the same age, and they might go neck and neck for the next 15 years as far as Norris trophies are concerned. Uh, But Victor Hedman, somebody who's been an elite defenseman in this league, it's not like he's ancient. I believe he's only 30 years old. But as, you know, Adam Fox gets a little older and Hedman gets a little bit older, I think the scales are certainly going to tip in Fox's uh, favor as that continues to, to play out over the years here. I think also, in a best-case scenario, I thought outside the box a little bit for this one. He gives the Rangers a little bit of a hometown discount when it comes time to sign a big-money contract extension. Because, listen, Adam Fox deserves to get paid, and he will be paid. Uh, But maybe Fox kind of sees what the Rangers are building and decides against trying to squeeze every dime possible out of the Rangers. That would be a big-time team-first move by Adam Fox. And listen, I don't begrudge guys who signed with the highest bidder. I mean, we always hear about how, you know, professional sports, it's a business. It's a business, right? Well, the players can take advantage of that business as well. Uh, But with that said, it certainly is nice when players give your team uh, just a little bit of a hometown discount. And I think maybe uh, Adam Fox, we'll see if he's the ultimate team guy when the time comes to sign an extension. He's going to get paid big time no matter what. But maybe he gives the Rangers just a little bit of a break and uh, that opens the door for the Rangers to make a couple of other moves, re-sign a couple of the guys that they want to re-sign uh, if Adam Fox takes just that little bit of a hometown discount. I don't want to get too greedy here, but just a little bit of a hometown discount. I think in a best-case scenario, Adam Fox this upcoming season can be a point-per-game player for this New York Ranger team. That is certainly not easy to pull off when you're a defenseman. I mean, guys just don't do that. And last year, Adam Fox had 47 points in 55 games. It's at least possible. I mean, he's going to be out there on, on a very dangerous power play unit. He's going to be out there quite a bit with guys like Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad, not to mention all the young forwards on this Rangers team that we're all hoping will take a big-time step forward this year. So I think the possibility at least exists that he becomes you know, a point-per-game defenseman, which would be wild to see. But 
given the fact that he just won the Norris at 23 years old, I think anything's possible when it comes to Adam Fox. Uh, in a best-case scenario, he continues to play big-time shutdown defense and proves to be very durable. Uh, he's played just a ton of hockey over these past couple of seasons. Now, his rookie season, they took it easy on him a little bit. He averaged 18 minutes and 54 seconds of ice time. This past season, though, 24 minutes and 42 seconds of ice time. So the Rangers might reel him in a little bit. Maybe you'll see just a little bit less of him on the PK or just less ice time in general, whatever it might be. But in a best-case scenario, Fox not only continues to be one of the absolute best defensemen in the world, but he also proves to be very durable, and he can play 23, 24, maybe even 25 minutes a night. Again, you don't want to run the guy into the ground, but he is a tremendously important player to this team, and the more he can be out there, the better. And finally, a best-case scenario, maybe Adam Fox can win MVP. You know, and you hear that, and you think like, oh, come on, like a defenseman's not going to win an MVP. That's almost impossible. Yes, it is, but I wouldn't say it's completely impossible. We did a crossover episode with Chris Maselli of Locked on Avalanche a while back, and we were talking about this very topic, because obviously he's really excited about Kale McCarr and the player he already is and the player that he can go on to be. But something that we kind of came up with and threw out there as a possibility is one of these guys potentially not just winning a Norris, but winning an MVP award. Now, all the stars would have to line up for that. You would have to have a defenseman who just absolutely goes off uh, becomes like a point-per-game player, is a complete shutdown defenseman in his own zone. And you would also have to have a situation where there's not anyone forward in the league that really, really goes off that year. Like, if you have a situation like this past year where Connor McDavid had, like, whatever it was, like 110 points in 56 games, then you can forget about a defenseman winning MVP. But if all the planets line up just right, then it's at least possible that Adam Fox could win an MVP. We are talking, of course, best-case scenario. Do I expect Fox to be the MVP this upcoming season? No, I do not. But it is not something that can be 100% ruled out. And it'd be something that would just be an absolute pleasure to see. Something else that works against Fox is the fact that Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad are on this team. And so they could end up taking votes away from each other as well. But something that I want to at least toss out there as a possibility. Moving on to Ke'Andre Miller, I think in a worst-case scenario... We get the version of Keandre Miller that we got in the second half of this past season rather than the first half of last season. Now, let me go ahead and pause right here. Uh, Miller was very, very good in the second half of last year, especially for somebody who entered training camp as a long shot to even make the opening night roster. And I mean, frankly, probably was a little bit of a long shot to even see time with the Rangers last season, uh, at least for the first half of the year. But he made the team and basically never looked back. I think, though, that Keandre Miller was a little bit better in the first half of last season, was a little bit more consistent in the first half of last season than he was in the second half. He would have the odd shaky game every so often down the stretch last year. So listen, Keandre Miller is going to be a very good defenseman in this league. He already is a very good defenseman in this league. But in a worse case, I think maybe he just kind of plateaus a little bit. You know, we're so excited as Ranger fans right now about some of these young defensemen, and we should be because Keandre Miller can really bring it. But I think in a worst-case scenario, maybe there's a situation where Ke'Andre Miller has kind of already hit his ceiling. I don't think that seems very likely, given that he made the NHL's all-rookie team this past season, and he's already this good of a player at the age of 21 and looks very comfortable playing under the bright lights of Madison Square Garden. But again, we're doing worst-case and best-case. Absolute worst-case scenario. I'll just toss it out there as a possibility that maybe he's kind of hit his ceiling, plateaus a little bit, and there could be a situation where maybe some of the other young Ranger defensemen eventually kind of leapfrog, and they, they jump ahead of him in the pecking order. Because, again, we're really excited about some of this young, raw skill that the Rangers have on the blue line. Maybe in a worst case for Ke'Andre Miller, uh, guys like Nils Lundqvist or Zach Jones or Braden Schneider or Tomar Reunanen, maybe these guys eventually kind of eclipse him as the months and years go by here. I don't look for that to happen. I think Ke'Andre Miller will be in the top four, but in a worst case scenario, I suppose it is at least possible. And also in a worst case scenario, 
he's part of this very, very dragged out long-term plan for the New York Rangers to trade for Jack Eichel. I am not advocating Ke'Andre Miller to be traded for for Jack Eichel or anybody else, but I'm going to at least acknowledge the fact that if you acquire a player like Jack Eichel of his caliber, you have to give up something, and I think certainly Ke'Andre Miller would be an attractive trade piece to teams uh, looking to make a deal with the Rangers. Best case scenario for Ke'Andre Miller, and I realize that I did not give you his stats yet, so let me just do that real quick. 53 out of a possible 56 games played last season for Ke'Andre Miller with the New York Rangers. Scored five goals, dished out seven assists, so 12 points in the 53 games. He was a plus nine overall. Not too shabby for a rookie. He averaged 21 minutes and six seconds of ice time per night. He had 93 hits and 77 blocked shots. And I think in a best-case scenario, Ke'Andre Miller basically just hits the ground running this year, proves that last season was no fluke, and gets off to the kind of start this season that he did last year. If you guys remember last year, Miller was really, really shaky on opening night against the Islanders. I mean, what player on the Rangers was not shaky on that night? But he flipped the switch immediately. Probably just first-game jitters, you know, playing in the NHL. He was only 20 years old at the time. And really picked up his game immediately after that and was one of the only bright spots early in the season for the Rangers last year. So in a best-case scenario, he gets off to a very similar start this season as he did this past season and quickly and firmly establishes himself as a top-four defenseman on this New York Ranger team. Because as I mentioned a second ago, you know, that stuff can fluctuate a little bit uh, if, you know, somebody like uh, Zach Jones or Nils Lundqvist, and I realize some of these guys play the opposite side, but you know how it is. You know, guys can jump each other in the pecking order. But if Keandre Miller goes out there and gives the Rangers anything close to what they got last season, especially in the first half of last season, then he's not going to be moved out of that top four role. He will stay there, and he will absolutely 100% deserve it. I think in another best-case scenario, Miller takes advantage of playing with Jacob Truba. It certainly looks like they're going to be defense partners to start the season here. Uh, everything that we saw last year and everything that we've seen in this preseason would thus far seem to indicate that. I don't think you would drop either one of those two guys out of the top four, and they seem to really click last year, and I think it could be more of the same this year. Truba, you know, we've talked about him, old school, hard-nosed player, uh, someone who has definitely established himself as a team leader. He could even be the next captain of the New York Rangers. That sounds like someone that you could really benefit from playing with if you're a young defenseman in this league, such as Keandre Miller. So I think that could really uh, bode well for Miller and his continued development this season, being out there on a pairing with Jacob Truba. I think in a best-case scenario, once again, he can add some offense to his game. He had 12 points in 53 games this last season. He didn't shoot the puck all that often last year, but man, this kid has a booming slap shot, and I'd really like to see him unleash that a little bit more often this season. Just let it fly. You know, you get the puck at the blue line. Don't feel like you have to be this ultimate selfless player. Be a little selfish. Wind back and let it fly and uh, just see what happens. So I think, you know, in a best-case scenario, you'll see him add some more offense to his game. I think at times last season, maybe he kind of tended to hang back a little bit because obviously you're a young defenseman in this league, and of course you are a defenseman, so that has to come first. But I think you'll see him pick his spots a little bit more often this season, jump into the rush a little bit, and uh, come up with certainly more points than he had last season. Not that 12 points in 53 games as a rookie is a bad thing, but I think he could definitely build on that. We'll see as far as points per game is concerned. And um, again, you know, we, we said something similar for Ryan Lindgren here, but I think Miller in a best case scenario, he really uh, becomes somebody that this Ranger coaching staff really, really trusts in big spots in big games. We've talked about how we expect to see the Rangers uh, push for a playoff spot this year and ultimately make the playoffs. And I think in a best case scenario for Miller, you see him out there in some clutch spots for this team. And you see him out there, you know, when the, there's 30 seconds left and the Rangers have to, uh, 
defend and and not allow the game tying goal. I think in a best case scenario for Miller, he becomes somebody that this coaching staff really grows to trust and know and love and you know puts out there in, in big spots and games. Uh, but that's gonna pretty much do it for today, guys. I mean, with this whole trio of Ranger defensemen that we talked about here today. I think the future is very, very bright for all three of them. And I really struggle to come up with worst case scenarios for a lot of these players just because they've already shown us so much and they're all so young and you figure their career trajectory, they're just going to get better and better and better. So this should be the kind of episode that gets you guys really, really excited to be a Ranger fan and just looking forward to opening night uh, all, all the more than you already were. So yeah. That'll pretty much do it for today. The only other thing, actually two things that I want to mention here at the very end of today's episode. Locked on New York Rangers Fantasy Draft will be held this Sunday, the 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's a good night to do it. We're just two days from the start of the regular season at that time. So uh, everybody who's in the league, do your preparation and uh, get ready, and I'll see you then. Definitely looking forward to it. The other announcement that I had is that uh, my wife and I will be attending the Rangers preseason finale against the New York Islanders this Saturday, the 9th. So if you're there, definitely come say hi. I'm definitely looking forward to that. It sounds like the Rangers are going to treat that game as something of a dress rehearsal. Gerard Gallant was mentioning that these last two preseason games, you're going to see lineups that are pretty similar to what we'll see on opening night. So definitely looking forward to that. But once again, that will do it for today, guys. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Once again, thank you guys so much for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available on all platforms.